a message from the Enter the Abyss studio. We'd like to wish you a scary holiday season. You know, Britt, it's getting close to the end, end of the year, and I just can't. I think it's so cool how much we've grown in the last just couple of months on our podcast. Right. We are coming up on year two. It'll be February. February 2nd will be our second year since we took this crazy journey. Yeah. I like to look and listen to the first couple of episodes. I, and I listen can't. To, and listen to ours now. <laughs> it's so and I think crazy. it's slightly improved. Just I, a little bit. I don't know why. I was so nervous, like the first few episodes, because it was just you and me in the room in our studio recording. But I was like thinking like all these people listening. I'm like, we're going to have like four people. It's like family and friends that listen to the beginning. I was so nervous. Yeah. And now it's like, I don't care. (laughs) I come in here and I say shit and I'm like, whatever. We were over executing, like writing like crazy. Like, this is how I'm going to structure this episode. This is how we should structure them going forward. And we met and we're like, you do this, we do this. Now it's like, I'm going to do something in this field. You do something else. So we can, we don't really know exactly what the other person's doing. Yeah. And speaking of which, what are we doing tonight? Well, on my end, I just found some crazy, scary, funny, hard to believe crimes that have happened around the holiday season. Yes. And you, good sir? So I'll be covering Christmas shopping nightmares oh shit i mean what's christmas without shopping and some good old trampling i bet there's some trampling stories that you've got in there yeah i know you like to go to like kmart on black friday is kmart even still a thing you're running out of there with a tcl in your hand you're like clay i bought this for three hundred dollars and then it's broken in like six months dude you have nailed my accent down to a t like how long did that take you to get you know, it just comes naturally. My name's Cleet, and we're from, I'm from the South. <laughs> See, I don't do the whole Black Friday. I used to, but now I just do, like, the Cyber Monday. Amazon is where it's at. I've done all my shopping on Amazon this year. Here's a confession. Never once in my life have I done Black Friday. Wow. Never done it. You're not missing much, in my opinion. Yeah. The lines are crazy. People are dicks. Uh, it's just not worth it. Like, I, I've seen people get in fights over a USB drive. I hear it's ho, ho, horrible, and I swear I said that line a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) I think you did. Um, Today marks the one-year anniversary of Cleet saying ho, ho, horrible. So my stories are are pretty damn short just because there were so many. There's just not a whole lot to them. So I'll do like five. Cleet will jump in. We'll do five more, and we'll just – we'll kind of go back and forth. But the first one – and I like to do – I named them because I like naming them. They're pretty fun. So I gave them all these names. I love me. me. I love me a good name. So the first story is called Two by Ford. <laughs> so <laughs> this one's funny. A man dressed as St. Nicholas at the Atlanta Mall uh, lost his patience at the worst day in 2004. So he got so pissed off, he allegedly began to beat the shit out of an elderly 74-year-old woman with a two by four. You know, I came into this thinking it would be funny, but wow, that's not okay. Yeah, well, you might be asking why. Like, why did Santa just decide to hit an old woman? He was convinced that she had stolen over $100 worth of Hershey's chocolate from him. I think that man needs therapy. Yeah. Well, it doesn't get any better because, unfortunately, the woman did die from her injuries in the hospital. And uh, Clark, the Santa guy, had uh, got sentenced to life in prison 
You know, and I hope he goes to hell. I just, over Hershey's chocolate. I don't even like Hershey's chocolate. Well, no, You're it's like cheap too, like $100 worth of Hershey chocolate. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking chocolate. Okay, so this one's called Stranger Danger. 2006, Columbia, South Carolina. A man dressed in a full Santa suit riding a decked out motorcycle decided to pull up to a gas station and talk to a family that was just hanging out there. So he pulls up and he says, Hey, uh, I've got this stuffed reindeer in my sidecar. Do you girls want to come look at it? There's like two younger girls. And he's like, Hey, come check out this uh, this stuffed reindeer I have in there. Which first red flag, you don't go up to fucking strangers. Yeah, he's going to drive away with them. So the children walked up, decided to take a closer look because, you know, what, kind, what kid doesn't want to see like a reindeer? Uh, he suddenly grabbed the eight-year-old girl and sped off, just took off with her. Panicked, the father furiously chased after them and was able to retrieve his daughter. The Santa imposter was arrested. This one's called Bush Santa. <laughs> so in 2009, in Parma, Ohio, a 12-year-old girl was flagged down by a Santa Claus hiding in some bushes off the side of the road. <laughs> That's so creepy. <laughs> she just comes out, hey, little girl, come here. I imagine he had a bottle of booze in his hand. You know, like his beard was brown. Maybe. It's just like, no, it's like that yellow streak. Ragged. In the down. Yeah. Um, but he flagged her over, offering her some Christmas candy. So the girl was wise enough to ignore this attempt. She got the whole stranger danger idea. And when the man in the Santa costume began chasing her, she made it to a local store just in time to call police. Uh, once the police got there, they found the man he was identified as mentally unstable and was later caught still wearing his suit. I guess it's easy to find a crazy guy dressed up in a Santa costume. He just jumps out of the bush and then starts chasing this 12-year-old girl down the street. You're never going to believe this, but that was another crazy-looking guy in a Santa suit. I swear to God, he was just down the street. I mean, during the holidays, it's not hard to find. Everyone thinks they're Santa. Like, ho, ho, ho! So this one's called When Santa Comes A-Knockin'. So typically when you think of Santa coming by, you're thinking it's going to be a happy, joyous occasion, right? Especially when he's collecting for charity. A 22-year-old woman was living in Birmingham thought this this was the exact scenario when a man dressed as Santa knocked on her door. She's like, hey, Santa, hey, what are you here for? Uh, his intentions were not to collect for charity, but he actually decided it was a good idea to hit her in the face and then decided to try and rob her house. But he fled the premises shortly after. I want to. I wonder what was going through his mind. He's like, "I just got to I have a perfect idea on how to rob someone. First, I'll dress up as Santa, <laughs> and when <laughs> they open the, the door, door, you know their guard will be down. I'm gonna punch him, and then that equals profit, right? Oh, but, oh plus question mark. You yeah. don't know what that is. And I literally tried to find more information on this because it literally says he punched her in the face, attempted to rob her house, but then fled the scene. So he literally just showed up, knocked on the door. Uh, battered someone. I was going to say assaulted, but that's battery. He battered someone and then just ran away without making a profit. So that's cool. And then this one is called Santa Heist. So this crime is almost 100 years old, but it's still intense. In fact, it's still considered to be one of the most notorious robberies in history. A man by the name of Marshall Ratliff decided to walk into Cisco's first national bank in a full Santa costume. Accompanied by three armed men, he was able to escape with the money, taking three girls as hostage. His car ran out of gas shortly after, and he had to abandon his loot. He was arrested and sentenced to 99 years in prison, but an angry mob invaded the prison and lynched him. Damn. Like, 99 years, just make it 100. You have to make it all odd. Just 
100 years. Those are my stories. Stories are making me sad, but <laughs> not even scared. Okay. So my story is titled The Customer. Ooh. Was her name Karen? <laughs> no, it wasn't. May have been. I don't know. The story starts out with, I hear a lot of scary shopping stories, and they are usually from the perspective of the person who is shopping. I don't know if you guys agree with that. Yeah, maybe. However, my scariest experience happened when I was working at a bookstore. About two months after I was promoted from bookseller to assistant manager, we were hit by the Christmas rush. Ah, Don't you love that Christmas rush running through your veins? I'm just glad I've never worked at a place that has had a Christmas rush. I'm fortunate in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Have you ever worked in retail when you've had that happen? I worked in fast food at a movie theater. That oh, get busy. I bet yeah. that was pretty intense. Made a lot of burritos. <laughs> you got pretty good at making burritos. Oh, I was great. 32-second yeah. burrito man, they called you. If you, need me to, if you need someone to roll you a burrito, I'm your guy. I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> if you're offering. Yeah, I'll just be a tortilla. Do you have the burrito stitches? <laughs> <laughs> you just give me a rolled tortilla. Here you go. Man, that was good. Cleet is fast, people. I am. All right. Never mind that it's frozen still. <laughs> just a frozen a frozen taquito. Chip my tooth. It was always so overwhelming, really. By the end of the night, everyone was so wiped out, and getting all the receipts and drawers counted at the end of the night took so much time. On the nights that I was closing, I let the workers go as soon as they were done. There was no reason to make them stick around and be tired while I was finishing up my work. After I let everyone go, I went back in the office to do my work. After a while, I heard the doorbell ring. We had security cameras, but there wasn't one at the door. So I had to go to the front door to see who it was. There was a guy there. He was dressed in dark clothes and had his hood up. I asked, how could I help him? Of course, watching him through the door. Hey, dude, I left my wallet in your store, he told me. Can you open the door and let me come in and get it? Yeah, the classic, I left my wallet. I asked him where he thought he left it, and then I would go look for him. He didn't like the idea and told me he wasn't sure. He had been shopping through the entire store and would have to look for it. So would that kind of like ring some alarm bells in your in your head? No, I, I totally believe this guy. I'd be like, sure, hey, I walk through every aisle too. Why don't you just unlock that door and let me go peruse in there? We can hold hands, skipping around, looking for it together. It'll be so romantic. <laughs> it's snowing outside. It's nice and warm in there. I asked him if he had bought anything, and he told me yes which meant he would have had to have his wallet on him at some point. I pointed that out to him, and he seemed taken back a bit. <laughs> he just gets all pissed off, like, what are you saying, boy? <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> I told him we didn't get anything turned in, but I could take his information and get back with him if we find anything. Oh, this guy's going to go off. That's a reasonable request or a reasonable response. I'd be okay with it. I'd be like, okay, sure. Yeah. Fine. The man began getting angry telling me that he needed his wallet tonight, and he couldn't wait for me to look for it. He kept insisting that I let him in so he could look for it. When I told him that there was no way I was letting him in the store this late and while I was alone, probably not information you should tell him, Right. he began getting visibly angry. He told me that if I didn't let him in that place right away, he would call the police and tell them, that I stole his wallet. I'm like, okay, go ahead. I'll call the police with you and say, hey, this crazy man trying to get in the store. Yeah. 
He even got his cell phone out of his pocket and acted like he was going to call. Yeah, if I was the store, I'd be like, okay, sure. Do you, do you need help? It's nine. One. Wait for one, it. One. Hit the, and hit that green. Yeah, there you go. At that point, I had I had enough. I told the guy the best I could do for him is take his information and call him if anything was found. I then told him that if this wasn't good enough, then there wasn't anything at all that I could do for him. He got really angry and began swearing at me. He grabbed the door and began shaking it, demanding that I open the door. So he seems like he's like just a regular dude, just a reasonable response. I don't know why she's being so mean to him. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. It's just, I mean, let him in, I guess. I told him I was going to walk over to the customer service desk and call the police. I wasn't willing to cooperate anymore. As I made my way over there, I noticed the guy take off down the street. I thought that this was the end of him and figured that I didn't really need to bother the police for this. I went back to my work and tried my best to get it done so I could go home and get some rest. Typical horror movie mistake. You just assume that the yeah. chaos is over, and then the next thing you know, he's going to be peeing on the door. Yeah, he's going to you know, open the door, and there's going to be a poop. Just a big old swirly shit. It took me about two hours to honestly finish all of my work. I hadn't heard the doorbell ring and pretty much figured that I wouldn't be seeing the, that guy again. However, when I was going to the front of the store, I did look around to see if anyone was in the parking lot before I went outside. Smart. This is one reason why you should never be alone in a place yeah. like this, especially at night. I agree. Going to a dark parking lot. Yep. I went out to my car in the cold and couldn't wait to get out of the cold. However, I froze when I was maybe within a couple feet of my car. There was something in the back seat of it. Oh, shit. He was hiding down on the back seat with his hood over his head. But there was definitely someone in the back seat of my car so it's kind of w- written weird right. and i knew exactly who it had to be so she's walking to the car she sees somebody she freezes yeah this this guy is fucking unhinged so furthermore he must have seen me or he wouldn't have ducked down so she saw him he he's in the back ducked. seat and ducks i mean it's so, not suspicious yeah so, so the the author so it's, so back to the story i I did the only thing I could think to do. I turned and ran at full speed back to the store. I didn't look back around until I had made it to the door. And yeah, he was coming at me. That's <laughs> scary. Oh, God. I unlocked the door and shut it behind me. He made it to the door right before I could lock it. Man, this is suspenseful. <laughs> so I had to do my best to hold it closed while trying to turn the lock. As I did, the man screamed all sort of obscenities at me, telling me he was going to kill me. Oh, God. As the door opened outward, I quickly pushed it toward him, knocking him to the ground. Smart. Before he could realize what had happened and recovered, I was able to get the door closed and locked it immediately, and I called the police. I would have flipped him off. (laughs) (laughs) You fell, idiot. If you... The guy left after the door was locked, but the police picked him up pretty quickly. Damn. Well, I guess that night justice was served. That was intense. Yeah, it was, right? (laughs) like that the, the, the feeling of someone charging you, I've never been in that situation before, and I don't like it. Yeah, the idea of being chased is something I, I've disliked. I think, like, um, I've had dreams like that where, like, someone with an axe is chasing you. That scares you. Yeah. And for some reason, you just can't move as fast in the dream. You're, like, doing, like, a slow walk. You're like, man, I really wish I could run. Oh, yeah, yeah, where you're, like, running, but it's slow. 
I had a dream I was in Louisiana 60 years ago, and someone named the Axeman was chasing me. But I was going to say, when um, when you were talking about him ducking down in the backseat, it reminds me, <laughs> when I was a kid, um, so obviously growing up in Utah, we have a lot of uh, uh, LDS folks, and a lot of our neighbors were LDS, we weren't. And one day, like, one of our neighbors had, like, requested that we be visited by missionaries, I guess. I don't know if that's a thing where you can be requested, but I remember that being a thing. And they came the first time. They knocked on the door, and I opened the door quick, and it was them. They're like, hey, can we come in? I'm like, well, my mom's not really home, so no, you can't. Like, okay, we'll come back later. A couple days go by, they come back, and this time I realized who it was, and they knocked for like four minutes. They were just, they were not going away. And I'm upstairs in the second level, and I like, as they're walking in the driveway, I look out my blinds, I like peek, and he shot back a glance at me (laughs) and saw me, and I was like, ooh, and I hurry and dropped it. I'm like, I'm busted. Like, I didn't get away with that at all. I'm all thinking I'm being sneaky. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'm now seen. That's so funny. So it just reminded me that you're all thinking like, oh, he's not. Oh, it was. No, it literally is like he just sensed I was looking at him because he shot me like this quick, like right where I was. I'm like, yeah, okay. I bet they do that a lot, though. I walk away from the house and they're quickly look to see if anyone's in the windows. Someone peeking through the shades. So this one's called Naughty Santa. Oh. <laughs> so it's 2005. And a 52-year-old man appeared at Rockingham Park Mall in a full Santa costume. Again, I don't think this is very uncommon. For some reason, though, he decided that it would be really fun to just drop his pants in front of everybody. Fortunately, in this story, he was wearing sweatpants underneath, so I don't know why he was doing this. He's like, look at my sweatpants. But, uh, yeah, but he was arrested for disorderly conduct. He had a bag, and when they opened it up later, full of liquor. Well, it was empty liquor bottles, but... And this one's called Stampede. So in 1913, the Italian Hall disaster took place. It was Christmas Eve in Calame, Michigan, when a group of striking mine workers and their families were gathered for the holiday. An unidentified person falsely yelled fire, and the result was disastrous. In an effort to evacuate the building, 73 people were killed due to the stampede. God, I thought you were going to talk about Mufasa. Still gives me shivers. That's one of the scenes that traumatized me as a kid. Yeah, Still was, traumatizes me. That was our generation's Bambi. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Oh, God. Then you have to bring Bambi into it. Have you ever seen uh, Marley and Me about the golden retriever dog? Yeah. No, No feelings on it? No, I just hate the actor. What's his name? Owen Wilson? Yeah, I don't like him. Wow. Would you rather have wow. Owen die at the end or, or the dog? <laughs> don't ask me that question because I think you know the answer. I think everybody knows the Let answer. Let the listeners know. Maybe people want to know. So this one's called Stolen Goods. So obviously as a parent, you want to do the best thing you possibly can for your kids. You want to spoil them, and a lot of people don't. I mean, there's some people that don't have that luxury, so this parent decided that he was going to steal their children's presents. So he walks into a he walks into a pet store, 
uh, in Sedell. And he, according to the police report, he grabbed uh, three snakes and a cash register. <laughs> Merry Christmas. How did he, he just grab snakes and ran out? Or did so he, he get some really loose pants and just throw them in the loose pants? Because whenever I go shoplifting, I get these giant <laughs> pants. I just throw them in. Your parachute pants? Yeah, I run out. Yeah, it, it doesn't have the specifics, but he walked in, found three snakes, just put them wherever he was going to put them, and then took the uh, the whole cash register and left. <laughs> the cash register. Yeah. Snakes and money. And when he was asked by the police why he committed the crime, he simply said it was his son's Christmas present. Three snakes and some cash. And a cash register. <laughs> this is a fully functional cash register. Dad, this looks like the pet store one. Yeah, it's pretty similar. We can't go back there, son. And these snakes from a completely separate store. This one's called Sweet Baby Jesus. So what would you say, Cleet, is the number one stolen piece of a nativity set. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Baby Jesus. You're correct. So that is the case of this story. So a stolen baby Jesus from a nativity scene, it's an all too common Christmas crime. So this happened in Florida. Of course it did in 2007. And it was particularly unusual for a few different reasons. An 18 year old woman decided that she just wanted the baby Jesus so bad. So she decided to steal it and she assumed her crime would go unpunished. However, she didn't realize that the figure was actually rigged with the GPS system. They rigged baby Jesus with GPS. And the cops quickly found out about her shenanigans. So they just rigged the baby Jesus with a GPS and they caught her. Sweet baby Jesus. Like, at what point do you realize that, like, you have to rig these things with GPS? Obviously, it just goes to show a lot of baby Jesuses are probably stolen. Yeah, I have, like, ten in my room. Is that where they came from? <laughs> I know there's a bunch of cops circling your neighborhood all the time. All right. This one's actually pretty funny. This is called the fastest parade in the world. So in South Carolina, this guy decides that he wants to volunteer to drive a Christmas float for a local holiday parade. But he decided it would be even funner if he just drank a lot of alcohol beforehand and go flooring at 60 miles an hour through the streets of this parade going nuts. And uh, so they finally pulled him over. He was charged with intoxicated driving, open container, and a few more charges for his horrifying behavior. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just watching this parade. <laughs> see, like, the slow fire truck He's go like by. flipping people off. <laughs> and then at the end, you see, honk, honk, and this guy's floored at 60 miles away. Instead of throwing candy, he's throwing beer bottles. Like, here, motherfucker. So, yeah, that was, that was it. Fun. All right, this one is called Shopping at Home. Oh, See, that's the best way to do it. So this was written four years ago, so I need to preface that. I really wanted a PlayStation 4 when it was originally released. I tried everything to get one as quickly as possible. The local Best Buy was having a Black Friday sale, and I stood in line waiting to get one. I was nowhere near being lucky enough to actually get one with this method. I then tried getting one online. As much as I wanted one, the people on eBay and the Amazons who were reselling them well they were just asking for way too much money and i couldn't afford them i fucking hate scalpers if you're a scalper you need to be slapped feels bad man i've been oh waiting for a playstation God. 5 for like a year and a half i so <laughs> it's funny because i'm an xbox guy i got my xbox the new one like the day it was released online i was lucky i had to refresh my cart for like an hour but i Feel the pain of it because I know a lot of people that do, do want that? these that just can't do, get it. Do Me you personally, feel the pain no. for it, considering that you got it 
No, but Same I have day. to hear you bitch about it all day. So oh, yeah. I do feel it. After several days of trying my best to find a way to get one, I'd come to the conclusion that it wasn't going to happen. It was then that I thought I came across a bit of luck. Going through Craigslist, I found that someone was selling their PlayStation 4 and at no more than the original buying price of the system. Oh, no. Something fishy about this. What's he going to ask you to do? Dude, nothing shady happens on Craigslist. I, of course, was skeptical. I couldn't understand why they would do that. Also, I figured as in-demand as the system happened to be, that someone would have claimed it right away. So many red flags are just smacking this person in the face like, I can't believe it's not butter. Dude, if someone offered me a PS5 at retail value, like, I'd go down an alleyway, you know? <laughs> yeah, but you're not leaving with the PlayStation 5. Meet me in this alleyway, and you'll get it. Meet me there at midnight. <laughs> just open up the dumpster and lean on in. Just have the cash out. I'll gra- a hand will grab it, and then I'll hand you a PS5. It's the last time I saw Cleet, he, he, uh... He was on Dateline. I told like him it was later. too good to be true. Yeah. The things he would do for a PlayStation 5. I immediately emailed the seller and let them know that I was very interested and hoped that they still had it. That guy got so many emails, I can tell you. I was surprised to get an immediate response that they did have the PS4 and would be willing to sell it to me. Yeah. <laughs> they asked me for my address so they could bring it over. Oh, man. I was sort of hesitant and asked if it would be better to meet in public. Yes. Yes, it is much better to meet in public. I wasn't too keen on the idea of someone coming over to my house. He let me know that he was going to be very busy all day and that he couldn't keep an appointment in public. It would be much better if he came over to my house. It makes no sense. I was still not really ecstatic about the idea, but I really wanted the PS4. I agreed and gave the guy my address. I figured it was safer than me going over to his place. This whole exchange took place at around 9 a.m. I was so happy and really eager to get my PS4. My eagerness only grew as I began waiting on the guy to show up. Hell, I not only began waiting for him, I waited for him for a long time. Hours passed by and I began to think that he wasn't going to come. Around 2 p.m. I had gotten really impatient. I tried emailing the guy back, asking him where it was. Previously, I had gotten responses very quick from him, but I didn't get any this time. Around 6 p.m., I had lost all hope. I figured that most likely he'd got a better offer from someone else and didn't want to tell me. I was disappointed more than I could possibly even tell you. I couldn't even tell you how deflated I was. It's one thing to not have gotten the item from the store. I could have come to terms with that. But I was so close to having one in my hands and didn't get the PS4. And that was the scariest thing to ever happen to me. What? Just kidding. Oh. For the rest of the night, I kept looking around on Craigslist to find a new PS4 that was within my price range. So he's going to scalpers. Right back to Craigslist. I wasn't able to find anything. And before I knew it, I had wasted the entire day and the entire evening with this search. It was past midnight and just had nothing to show for the day. That's frustrating. I got ready for bed, and that's when I heard something. Oh, no. At first, I dismissed it, thinking that it was my imagination. Then I heard it again, and someone was knocking on my door. I walked up to the door and looked out the window. There was a guy standing there, and and I asked who he was. 
identified himself as the guy who had the PS4. He apologized for being so late and told me he had got caught up during the day. He asked if I had the money. So you're just like, yeah, I have the money right here. Here you go. <laughs> Start waving End it in the air. End of transaction. Wave it in the air like you just don't care. Is that what you've done, Britton? All right. No, I, I, no, no. I opened the door but kept the screen door closed. I told him I had the money, but I didn't see that he had anything with him. I asked if he brought the PS4 with him. He told me that it was out in his van. And of course he's driving a van. <laughs> Just come in my windowless van, though. I'll get you that. Spray-painted PS4 on the side of it. I'll get you that entertainment box. He told me to get the money and come out to the van with him, and he would get it for me. I let him know I wasn't really comfortable walking out to his van, and he told me it was all right. I looked over his shoulder and saw that someone was in the van waiting, and he had been keeping his hand in his hooded sweatshirt all the time while talking to me. So, you think that's a little suspicious? No. No, there's nothing about this whole interaction that's even remotely suspicious. You'd be, you would be in the van, they would have driven away. I'd be like, yeah, sure, can we stop at Del Taco too? <laughs> I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> I got the midnight munchies. There was something more than just his hand in there. I told him I'd go get my wallet and then come back. He protested as I closed the door in his face, and then I locked it. I was too uncomfortable with this, and I went over to my phone to call the cops. As I did, I heard a loud hit on my front door. Then after a few moments, I watched the van drive away really fast. He just threw the PlayStation 4 at the door. <laughs> there you go, buddy. <laughs> you just. And then I felt like a jerk. <laughs> All he wanted was money. When I went to check and see if he damaged my door, I nearly fainted as I saw a knife embedded oh. into the door itself. Oh, no. I was right that he had something in his sweatshirt and that I shouldn't go out to that van with him. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what else to expect. Just hop in this van with me and everything will be okay. You're looking for something you're not going to get on Craigslist. You're going to get something completely different. Okay. So back to some more of these stories. This one's called So What? You see this price tag? As you were just talking about, right? Black Friday deals make a lot of people go crazy. A lot of people do crazy things for them. They'll go online to find these best rates. Um, so that's where this story comes into play. Sometimes things can get a little out of hand. Okay, so in Green Acres Mall in 2008, hundreds of people were waiting for the doors to open with the promise of holiday savings. This crowd quickly turned into a mob busting through the glass doors and trampling over an employee. The most disturbing part of this whole thing, when it was announced that the employee had been killed, many shoppers continued shopping, complaining that they had been waiting in line all night. I'm putting my foot down. I've been waiting too long in this damn Walmart. So this one's called, I Just Found It. In 2008, when the economy took a shit, many families had to get creative with making do with a little less over the holiday season. Others turned borderline criminal. In Oregon, for example, a policeman in Portland caught a man dragging his stolen Christmas tree down the street at 3 a.m. <laughs> he just went to a fucking tree, a tree lot and uprooted it and just dragged it all the way down the interstate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I mean, that, that's more reasonable than the snake guy. I mean, just take a chainsaw to the woods. Just Clark Griswold it. Get the biggest fucking tree you can. I imagine like he robs fireworks, fireworks stands. 
just dragging the big box down the road. Like I just go there, I steal them, and I, I walk, I walk down the interstate Can with them. Can you believe someone threw this out of their truck on the side of the freeway? Okay, this one's called "Fuck You, Frosty." This is the story of a brutal Christmas stabbing by a snowman. Not by a snowman. Did the Happened. snowman's carrot stab somebody? I wish it'd be funnier. But this stabbing happened to be a giant frosty float. The perpetrators were two teenagers in the Coleraine Township area. They violently attacked, with a knife, a 12-foot figure in a residence yard. Just decided to go ballistic and stab the hell out of Frosty. Fucking teenagers. Fortunately, the two were caught on videotape, and having committed this crime repeatedly, they were eventually arrested and fined. So they just went around and started stabbing things. Why are people so shitty? Or stabby would be a good question. Why are people so stabby? That's true. Yeah. This one's called Stuffed Chimney. So Santa comes down the chimney, delivers presents, right? So this guy decided this is the perfect crime. Dress up as Santa Claus, climb up on the roof. I'm going to go down the chimney. I'm going to steal people's things. Did he die? No. So, again, he's climbing down this chimney, full Santa outfit, gets stuck in the chimney. And the family had to call the fire department to come get him out. And he had an excuse. His excuse was he was just trying to retrieve his backpack. Because that makes sense. Because his backpack just ended up in their chimney. It's like, why do you have a, like a knife and a big bag to put stuff in? Yeah. But he was sentenced to 17 months in prison for it. This one is called Salted Santa. <clears throat> so in 2011, an 11-year-old boy spotted a 44-year-old burglar stranger in his Vandala, Ohio home. Uh, Terry Trent, the guy who had broken in, was high on bath salts, decided to break into the home, but he didn't want to steal anything or hurt anybody. Instead, what he actually did was put up Christmas decorations and lounge around. He lit some candles, hung a wreath on a garage door, then kicked back and watched some television with the volume turned all the way up. No one disclosed what he was watching, but... I'm pretty sure it was something Christmas, like Christmas vacation or something. It's like Christmas story. The 11-year-old boy saw what Trent was doing around the house and called his mom, who actually was next door at the time at a neighbor's house. Trent was described as polite and said to the child, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. I'll get my things and go. (laughs) Like, just broke in, decorated, Made himself a home, watched a good old movie on TV, and was like, I'm so sorry, and then left. That's the most peaceful story about bath salts I think you could ever find. Yeah. Later he ate somebody's face, but, you know. Yeah, he went to Florida. Went from Ohio to Florida, and that's just when he got hungry. I'm so fucking hungry, I could eat a guy's face. This story is called Black Friday. Normally I don't go out Christmas shopping on Black Friday. I know there are deals to be gotten, but the actual amount of people who get them is pretty low. You wrote this. You were just saying you've never done it. False. Yeah, I've never done it. It sometimes seems that more negativity comes out of it than anything. I did go out on Black Friday once, and honestly, the experience kept me from ever considering doing it again. This was a few years back. The big Christmas gift that year was a game called Uno Attack. Ooh, it's a good game. I love Uno. It was supposed to sell out pretty quickly, and my nephew really wanted one. So I decided that the first time ever to brave the Black Friday crowd and see about getting one. Yeah, dude, every Christmas there's that one gift, you know? And I could see Uno Attack being that gift. I remember it was really popular when I was a kid. People just like cards being thrown at their face, especially kids. 
Like, ha ha. <laughs> yeah. I liked that game growing up. I thought it was great. I still like it now. I waited outside the store in line for it to open. The entire time, I kept wondering why people were so fanatical about doing this. It was cold, and although I was reasonably bundled up, it didn't help that I had to spend so much time not moving. In addition, people were in terrible spirits, which seemed to take the spirit away from the event. Some people would try to cut in line, which only made people already in line crabbier than they were. Hmm. Imagine just like slowly etching. <laughs> you just show up and like you just gotta like make, make eye contact with someone in line, slowly start edging. <laughs> I wouldn't dare to do so that. Funny. You're gonna get stabbed. That's so funny. <laughs> like, bro, like get in the back of the line, but what, what are you talking about? I was just standing here. Just keep, smile. keep getting closer into the line. I'm just, I'm just gonna sneak right in here. Thank you. And that's how you get stabbed. Oh, okay. When the store was getting closer to opening, I noticed there was someone from the store headed out and talking to each person in line. When they got to me, I realized they were handing out tickets, indicating who would be able to buy an Uno attack game. He asked me if that is why I was there, and I told him yes. He told me I was lucky then because I was getting the very last ticket. <gasps> of course, this caused some groaning and swearing from the people behind me. <laughs> You got the last ticket oh, to be yeah. that person. Dude, I'd be pissed. Like, dude, imagine you're waiting. You're the next person. At Best mean. Buy for PS5. Okay, and they're handing <sighs> out tickets. And the person in front of you gets the last dibs on the PS5. You know the next person in line is like, hey, what do you want for that? Like, literally. Yeah. I, I come would. on. You make a story. My, my, my kid needs this. It's his last year on Earth. He needs this PlayStation 5. Are you reading my script? No. Is that, is that bizarre. Is that in there? Really? I didn't read it at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Although I hated the idea that there would be a lot of children who wouldn't be getting the toy they wanted, I, I was elated. That was until the guy got out of line, walked up to me. He came up immediately after the worker left. He first offered to buy the ticket from me. I told him no because it wasn't a matter of the money. It was me trying to make my nephew happy. He then started telling me that his son really wanted the toy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what, what was that, dude? It was weird. <laughs> I countered with letting him know that my nephew also really wanted the toy. When I kept refusing, he started telling me other stories, such as his son was really sick, but I could tell he was just doing his best to make me feel guilty. That's creepy. I literally verbatim. Like, was like, it's because you're a scumbag, dude. Like, you know what those, like, you know, scumbag? it's just kind of like who you are. You were, prob you were probably I've this never... guy. You're like four. I remember I was in line at Uno Attack at Best Buy, and this is what I did. And yeah, it gets worse because I'm pretty sure this was you now. I'm not going to say what I did next because well, you already said you pulled out a knife or something. Oh, no. Um, from further back in the line, a few other people began telling the guy to leave me alone. He got into a shouting match with several of them. Eventually, the guy stomped away, but not before telling me, I'll get that toy. Oh, God. I tried not to think about it. I went in, claimed the Uno game, and did some more shopping. Yeah, you need to look for a Black Friday deal on a baseball bat. Because <laughs> you're going to need it. I figured that since I had spent so much time outside waiting, that I should try to get as much done as I could. He should just buy the regular Uno game and be like, here you go, buddy. <laughs> Hand it to him. When I was done in the store, I went back out to my car. I put all the toys in the trunk. And when I walked over to the bookstore in the strip mall in order to get some other items, when I began walking back to the car the second time, I paused when I noticed the man from earlier was leaning on my car. Nope. 
I began feeling tense, knowing that the guy was going to confront me again. He was much bigger than I was, but I decided I couldn't let him intimidate me. Puffs out of his chest like, I told you no, motherfucker. As I got closer to the car, he noticed me and he smiled. He reached into his pocket and uh-huh. I assumed he was reaching for his wallet, but it only took a moment before I saw that it was a pocket knife and he flipped it open. Yikes. It's a big yikes for me. I immediately stopped. I couldn't imagine the guy would be stupid enough to try to threaten or stab me in a busy parking lot, but I didn't want to test that theory. So I turned and quickly ran back to the store that I had bought the Uno game in. I, I let the store security know what happened, and they gave me an escort out to the car. The man was gone, but I was still shaken. I was more shaken when I noticed the knife marks on the lock for my trunk, and the trunk was dented. There was also deep scratches in my driver's side window. I never went out on Black Friday again. Yeah, that would stop me from doing it ever again. So That's Britain. why Cyber Monday is a thing. Britain, imagine you didn't have that fancy Xbox, you know, that you had to wait for a couple days for. And you're waiting a year and a half. And all you had to do was just punch a stranger to get one. Would you do it? You, you got to hit him hard, though. If all I had to do was batter somebody. Yeah. No. Just batter them up like you batter your chicken, your fried chicken. No, no I'm not going to do it. Yeah, good. I wouldn't either. That would be wrong. It would be morally reprehensible. Morally reprehensible. Yeah. You're right. We were both thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the words I was thinking. I know. Yeah. But anyways, like, have you ever threatened anyone with a pocket knife again? or like? No. It, you know, like, you can't really open a trunk with a pocket knife. I don't know why you were trying to do that. Like, here's the thing. You just, like, punched the trunk and you thought it would open? I mean, there's some things, like, for holiday seasons that, like, the hot item that would be cool to have. I remember, like, when, when the VR things were still coming out, like, I was like, oh, that's, it sounds kind of cool. Maybe I'll get one. I wasn't anywhere close, and, like, I really wanted it, but I would never threaten somebody for it or, like, resort to Like, I'm like, I'll just wait till it's available. And now I walk into Costco the other day, and there's a whole fucking case of them. Like, I could just give people money, and I walk out with one. It's not worth it to threaten somebody's life. Yeah. Or fucking Uno Attack. It's probably a $20 game. Uno Attack? Well, I'll fucking attack you. <laughs> I'll show you an attack. All right. Well, I've got the five last stories, and then we'll wrap this little sucker up. So this one's called, All I Want for Christmas is Beer. I relate. Yeah. This one's actually pretty funny. It, it's, it's sad, but it's funny. In 2013, a 44-year-old North Charleston, South Carolina woman was so pissed off at her husband because he had the audacity to come home without any beer. So that's the start of the story, right? He comes home, he's unpacking the groceries, but that son of a bitch had no beer in those groceries. And Charles, this... you son of a bitch, I told you grab some beer! Yep. So Williams allegedly, allegedly, beat this man and stabbed her, stabbed him with a ceramic squirrel. Stores were going to be closed on Christmas Eve, meaning that there would be no beer for her to drink. So she decided to hell with it. She grabbed a ceramic squirrel and started beating and stabbing this man for the lack of beer. The victim was found on the floor covered in blood, and Williams apparently explained that he, quote unquote, fell down. The Charleston County Sheriff's Office wanted to know why Williams was herself covered in blood, and after that, the story got a little bit more context. The man said that Williams attacked because he didn't bring home the beer. Williams was charged with domestic violence for stabbing her man in the shoulder and chest with a ceramic squirrel. I just, I, I fell, officer. Yeah. 
fell in that squirrel. Um, and I, I think they asked her, like, why a squirrel? Out of all the things, like, why would you use a squirrel? And they never really found out. It's not the first weapon I would use. In a blind rage, she just grabbed what was close. Grabbed whatever's there. Okay, so this one's called, Psst, guess what? So in 2018, a 31-year-old man in Cleburne, Texas, showed up outside of a church during a breakfast, a breakfast with Santa event. And as the children started coming out of the church, you know what this guy did? He'd lean over and he'd say, Psst, Santa isn't real. <laughs> That's so <laughs> No joke. So as the kids are coming out, every time he's just, hey, Santa's not real. Just so you know, Santa's not real. Also, God doesn't exist. When you die, <laughs> nothing happens. And uh, yeah, most so, of your life, you'll probably be miserable. Yeah. Looks like you're missing a few teeth. Guess what else isn't real? The fucking tooth fairy. So anyway, yeah, he's just pulling all these children aside saying Santa's not real. So eventually someone decided to call the police. The man, Aaron Urbanski, was arrested for trespassing. Uh, he was one of the three people who were protesting outside of the event, and but unlike the others, he was the one who didn't want to leave. Uh, the police pulled him aside and said, okay, you're under arrest for criminal trespassing. The mayor couldn't resist scolding this man for this incident, claiming, you don't mess with Santa. Santa one, douchebag zero. Yeah. Ruin the magic. Okay, this one's called Buffalo Wildweed. <laughs> So this one also involves a man in a full Santa costume showing up and doing some things he shouldn't have been doing. And he decided that he wanted to go have some wings, the Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, he shows up, uh, but this took place in January, mind you, so it's after the holidays. <laughs> so he shows up at Buffalo Wild Wings, and he's carrying this massive bag. And this guy, is his name is Randy Lange, he's 57. And in this big bag, packed with two pounds of Christmas cheer, a.k.a. weed. Two pounds of weed just shows up at Buffalo Wild Wings. And so then I guess he starts having some drinks and starts passing them out to people. Just little bags. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. So he just shows up and just distributes weed all over Buffalo Wild Wings. Nice. Yeah, and he's like, hey, I'm Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Chunks of this weed wrapped in napkins. Uh, he, had, he even stuffed a large amount of the substance in the bar's tip jar before cops caught up with him. Did they install a, a fog machine in this restaurant? Everyone's just super happy at that point. Just all like, what would you do? You're Buffalo Wild Wings, and this guy in Santa comes over and just drops a bunch of weed on the table with a napkin. I would probably tell the waitress. <laughs> She's probably had some, too. Good. She's like, she oh, like this stuff I just here? don't want to be in possession of it. That's true. Okay, so this one's called Santa Doesn't Drink. In 2009, a drunk Santa Claus stumbled into a scared family's backyard in Wisconsin. Just comes like, ooh, stumbling around. The family's two kids weren't fooled by the blo- by the bloated man in red, and the little girl was telling the news, he smelled like alcohol, so I knew it wasn't the real Santa because Santa doesn't drink alcohol. You think you're better than me? I'm Saint Nick. Uh, the drunk imposter tottered around yelling, have you seen my reindeer? If you see my reindeer, call me right away. <laughs> this is so funny. You should have started with these. It's so much better. At the end, you can't end with it. You it's can't good. start with the best. This is so fucking funny. <laughs> I, like that's what I'm saying. Like I, I built up to the best. Like I wasn't just gonna have them all be morbid. You're better than me. <laughs> you think you're better than me? Okay. And then we are gonna end with a story that I called the Angry Letters. Every year, Canada Post runs a program where children can write a letter to Santa Claus and receive a personalized reply. 
by 2007, over 15 million letters had been written, resulted in a Guinness Book of World Records accreditation for the most letters for Santa ever received and responded to. 15 million, that's so many letters. So many kids wanting all these presents. Now, when you're dealing with a program that big, human error in some form is definitely inevitable. However, what happened during the 2007 Christmas season was entirely calculated and pretty malicious. Ten unfortunate children received responses from Santa that were laced with messages, such as, This letter is too long, you dumb shit. (laughs) And, Your mom sucks dick, and your dad is gay. (laughs) Someone was, like, drunk while they were writing these. (laughs) So, some pretty bad stuff, obviously. I mean, ten kids. I mean, can you imagine being one of those ten kids, though, and you're like, Oh my god, what did I do wrong? Especially if you're like the nicest kid who has like no family and you're like, I just want to have a good Christmas and you get your letter's too long, you dumb shit. I don't even know my parents. I'm in an orphanage. My letter was like four sentences. I just really wanted to be happy. So in response to the scandal, Canada Post released a statement indicating that they were doing everything they could to track down the culprit, whom they believed to be the one rogue elf. As it turned out, it was a group of miners who had gained access to the mounds of festive letters. So it's just a group of kids. All right, that makes sense. So, yeah, that's my version. So, again, I I know it started kind of morbid, but I'm like, I'm going to leave the funnier, crazy ones to the end. But um, anyway, so that's all the crazy shit that's happened over the holiday season. All right, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in for our holiday special. We are super excited for all the uh, the listens and, and the support we've received all year. We're really looking forward to next year. So thank you so much from the bottom of the abyss for supporting us. And uh, we look forward to all the amazing things we get to be able to do this next year. Uh, currently, we are at 96 subscribers, almost reaching that 100 point. So thank you again so much. And if you're watching us on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. It really gets us out there. And as always, thank you for entering the abyss. Until next time.